Hello, and welcome to Dice Populi. Uh, typically a seafaring adventure through the Badlands, but uh, this is the fifth Wednesday of the month. And on fifth Wednesdays, we like to do something a little bit different. Uh, usually this will be something like a Q&A or some crazy fever dream of Ryan's, but this month we've got something a little different, and it's very, very fun. Uh, you are about to listen to an episode of Chowder's Creation, featuring uh, one shot written in the Call of Cthulhu system. Now, if you don't know much about Call of Cthulhu, don't worry about it. Just know that the rolls are out of 100. The lower you get is better, and it's generally going to be pretty creepy. Um, we also uh, have some guests on this one. It's going to be Chowder and Pat, but also our friend Keenan from the Common Geeking Program, and... Uh, maybe uh, a voice you might recognize from another podcast called Microphones and Monsters, but we will let them introduce themselves. So if you're just joining now, just be aware this is a little different from our typical fare. It's not going to feature the original music or the sound design in most of our episodes. It's just going to be four people having a good, if somewhat disturbing, time. So let me get out of the way. Uh, our fifth Wednesdays uh, usually have a lot of updates, and I'll be coming back halfway through to give you an update on our seasons and all our all our community stuff. Uh, but for now, I hope that you will enjoy Hayward's Soiree. Hello, and welcome to Dice Populi. And this is our, uh, this is going to be our 5W, I believe, right, Pat? I believe so. It is. I, I don't know why I even bothered asking, because I know. Well... <laughs> Now I'm the idiot. No, no, you're not. I'm just like, I why did I even bother asking that? I Is there a script? Nah, nah, we're doing no. this off the cuff because we are professionals. So for this uh, for this little uh, special bonus episode, we, uh, are, we've uh, got ourselves a little group here. Uh, there's me, uh, Chowder. I will be uh, GMing this are game. Are you not even going to give me the option this time? You're not going to let me prefer to call you Timel or Chowder? No. No, I'm not. Okay. It tis I, Chowder. <laughs> <laughs> and uh uh and the fe- fellow who just spoke up here is Yeah. Hey, I'm Pat. I play Locke on the main campaign and Maul on the entrenched campaign, which is our Patreon campaign. Uh I'm Richard. I actually play Alistair on a different podcast entirely called Microphones and Monsters. No, uh hi, my name is uh Kim. I've uh play anyone on any known podcast so i'm a bit of the outlier here without further ado let's begin the year 1932 you've all been invited to large party thrown by the fabulous mr hayward we're well into the prohibition era in the great depression and mr hayward at first it seemed like he was uh another victim of the depression but he turned his luck around and is uh, a big success. His shipping company doing wonders, and he wants to show off his wealth and opulence by having all the big big names here, politicians, actors, anyone you can speak of, is at this little party in his secluded mansion. Our party will uh, now introduce themselves. Hello, I am Doctor Gent. I am a professor from Moscow. Uh, I have new invention, which will make refrigeration much more widespread and uh, more efficient. 
with a nuclear engine. Well, I'm uh, Reginald Reeves. I'm a radio personality doing the news on the evening radio. And my name is Primo Galvini. I was flown in from the New York outfit. <laughs> don't act what I do. I'll tell you what I do. If I want to. If I don't, I won't tell you. Gotcha? And if I don't tell you, I'm probably doing it. All right. So each of you are at the party. And uh, and uh, you are currently in the reception area. Nice and large. You can see uh, all sorts of people. Perhaps uh, maybe a hundred. Maybe a little bit more. Uh, descending down the stairs is Mr. Hayward himself. Good evening, everybody. I would like to say it is wonderful to have you here. Enjoy the sa- champagne. And he, like, winks into the crowd, uh, pre- specifically at the chief of police. Do not worry. It's all taken care of. Enjoy yourselves. Eat. Have fun. And uh, with that, I've got some business to attend to. Salutations. And uh, he uh, uh, walks back up the stairs. Uh, and everyone's having a good time. Uh, champagnes are flowing. There are uh, butlers and servers uh, walking around uh, ask, asking people uh, if they would like entrees or what have you. And uh, uh, yeah, so what are you guys doing? Primo is making for the hors d'oeuvres. He is uh, also most likely uh, not so casually hitting on any of the available women. Probably getting slapped and stuff thrown in his face, but he kind of shrugs it off. Uh, he is not very self-aware. Do Can I see what kind of hors d'oeuvres are out there? Uh, yes. You see deviled eggs, some uh, strange uh, foreign thing. Raw fish, it seems. Says Ooh. it's sushi. Whatever the hell that is. Uh, my <clears throat> my character is definitely making a beeline for the sushi. Alrighty. And uh, Reginald is basically just uh, drinking some champagne and schmoozing, uh, rubbing elbows, and generally hobnobbing with all of the upper crust here. As Primo and Gent are uh, helping themselves to the hors d'oeuvres and... Uh, Eclectic radio host is talking it up with a big time actor, uh, Billy Thornton. <laughs> you he- you hear a, s- a scream from the back. Oh! The gr- a crowd starts gathering around. What do you do? Primo uh, shrugs over his shoulder, stuffs his face with more hors d'oeuvres, and then like grabs a handful and then can- saunters over. <laughs> Dr. Gent will walk over and, and try to push through the crowd. He's a, a fairly short man, probably only like 5'6", five, 5'8", five, but he's he's kind of thick with with two Cs. Uh, so he kind of kind of weasels his way through everybody's waist and just just uh, emerges on the other side of the, the crowd line. Says, what is the meaning of this? You, you make your way to the front and you see woman like hysteric like uh, crying and uh, mm-hmm. she's like talking to the chief of police and uh, on on the ground is another woman dead Ooh. gross quite gruesome and a, quite a gruesome scene too her back like ripped open like someone took a axe to it uh, Reginald will have uh, pushed himself up to the front by now and is feverishly writing notes in a notepad. Uh, Dr. Gent will take out uh, an invention of his own making, which are magnifying glasses. 
It's kind of similar to the glasses from National Treasure that have different lenses in front of it, except they magnetize instead of having multiple like levels of magnification coming out. So he's adjusting them as, as necessary, trying to gain a little bit more clues in the surrounding area. Uh, Primo uh, stands next to Reggie and just kind of like, what you right down there? Huh? Well, uh, if you must know, this is quite the scoop. I really need to find out everything that I can, because this is going to be the story, I tell you. Eh, dead broad, damn it doesn't. Aim higher, wait till someone fancy gets killed. Do I notice anything with my magnifying glasses? Uh, I'd say that goes under spot hidden. Make a spot hidden roll and, uh... Not going to go well, boys. <laughs> I believe in you. Uh, it was a 29, and my spot hit is hidden is 25, so I failed. It's ha- it's hard to it's hard to really tell, especially since the police chief. All right, all right, uh, get get back, everyone. The police will handle this. That they should be here an hour. This is unacceptable. Look, this mansion is kind of secluded in the middle of a forest. It's kind of a pain. Yes, but you have many smart people here right now, including yours truly. Hey, and hey. I kind of kind of twirl my big bushy mustache while I say this. Get back. Let let the professionals handle this, okay? And uh, he just kind of like, like uh, stands there, uh, you know, telling everyone to uh, stay back from from the body. Oh, just so you know, I have a Geiger counter on me because I have radioactive items. Brought if ra- you somehow have... You brought okay, radioactive... Let me, let me explain this. Yeah. Let me explain this. <laughs> because my character, my character created a nuclear-powered engine, and as part of this, he had a Geiger counter to, like, monitor any radioactive leaks just in case something bad happened, he could get out and not die. Uh, as part of my research, I developed a way to make a lantern that is powered off of radioactivity. So I have a radioactive lantern on me, and I brought the Geiger counter just in case the radioactive lantern malfunctions. Interesting. So if you, for some reason, would have a reason to, to proc a Geiger counter with any of your shenanigans, just keep that in mind. <laughs> Understood. Right, right now, your Geiger counter is saying everything's normal. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, but you do hear the start hearing the police chief call out. Where's Mister Hayward? Uh, Primo leans back over to uh, Reginald says, "So, uh, what's your name again?" Uh, Reginald Reeves. Reggie. So, how would you handle some bozos like this, huh? Well, I'm not certain you know. I know what you mean. Well, you're gonna get a big scoop with some, you know, uh, flatfoots over here caught in the body, huh? How would you deal with that, huh? Can't exactly find any clues with a bunch of guys standing around, can you? Well, I suppose you make a very point. By the way, Primo Galvini. That's me. At some hesitance, I suppose I'll consider it a pleasure. Most do. (laughs) (laughs) My character is very obviously Russian. um, So I am not going to partake in any of the champagne but i have a small flask of vodka that i have stashed in my lab coat that i will occasionally be sipping on and uh in a huff the police chief uh starts uh barging upstairs mr hayward i need to speak with you he says uh what's what's the police chief's name i don't believe he said it i don't think i said his name uh would primo know his name roll knowledge 
Ooh, intelligence. Intelligence, yeah. Oh, boy, okay. So, intelligence is a stat, or is it investigator skill? It's a characteristic, yeah. Or, I mean, I... I suppose. Does it is investigation even a fucking thing? All right. So yeah, investigation is a thing. Um, I got twenty-seven, and it's since thirty. So that's that's good, so right? You, yeah, yep, that's that a success. Yep. All right. You know that the inspector's name is Police Chief Dennis Lamont. He's uh, known for looking the other way if you give him enough money. Hey, that just like Lamont. I always storming around. He never had any sense of tact. Hey, guys, listen. Why don't you just let me handle this? Hey, hey Reggie, come with me. You want a scoop? Let's go. Come on. And he, uh, he fall, goes back up the stairs, you know? He starts following the uh, the police chief. Uh, Reginald, his interest peaked, will uh, actually follow. You move up the stairs, and uh, right now you see... Uh, you're in the next uh, floor, and uh, uh, to your left and right are hallways, and uh, you can hear, like, uh, footsteps uh, stomping down to the right side of you. Well, he's going that way. What's the left side look like? It's actually pretty symmetrical, so you're uh, seeing uh, a hallway and, uh, you know, some uh, doors along those hallways, and uh, same for the uh, other side. Uh, All right, I'm just going to follow the footsteps, then. All right. He's periodically looking back to see that uh, Reginald's still following. He certainly is. All right. Uh, yeah, so as you go down the hallways, you can see some open doors. And, uh, yeah, no, a lot of bedrooms, a lot of bathrooms. I mean, it's a massive mansion. So, of course, you pass by, yeah, that is three bedrooms. And uh, before you get to the end of the hallway and you see a man... You see Lamont sta- or, uh, uh, staggering out the door. Or, uh, <laughs> oof. Uh, oh, hey there. Uh, yeah. The, I just had to ask Hayward a few questions, but, uh, get back downstairs. Yeah. Get hey. back. Hey, 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 hey. You don't get to talk to me like that, Chief Lamont, all right? I'm like you who's here for pleasure. I'm here on business, all right? What kind of business? I'm trying to talk to the guy who hired me. This guy over here, what kind of business? My personal business. Jesus, guy. Hired you to do what? And uh, as he's like saying all this, he's like sort of rubbing the back of his neck. Are you okay? You got like an itch or something? Huh? Your bubble take a little too much off? It's nothing. It, uh, allergies. What? Anyways, he's what? What business do you have that could allergies possibly... to like, you know, manners? Because I can see that pretty well. Get back downstairs. I don't think I'm gonna. Anyway, um... Well, uh, in, in any case, uh, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to have a word with Mr. Hayward about what's going on here. Look, yeah, he wants to have a word pre- about what's going on here. He's a famous radio show. His name is Reggie. You haven't heard of Reggie? Uh, Reginald Reeves. Yeah, Reggie Reeds. He, like, reads books on the radio and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I listen to your... I re- listen to your radio show. Uh, but, um... I really can't have you uh, tampering with the witness. Sorry, but that's just, uh, can't have the press messing with this. Well, well, how can he be a witness if he wasn't even there when it happened? And he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm done ask, answering questions. And he, like, starts uh, shoving shoving you guys uh, uh, back a little. Uh, Primo just kind of holds up his hand quietly. And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a crisp ten. 
which is a lot of money in the 30s. <laughs> I think my friend Jackson needs to talk to the witness, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's persuade. Oh, I'm not good at persuading. Would the bribe give him some sort of, like, advantage or anything? Uh, I would say no. Okay. I have a 10 in persuade. I got a 3. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Believe in the dice. I will let, as I think I told you guys when I first uh, joined this like you know group, uh, I built Primo for one thing only. So he takes he takes the cash and just grunts, whatever. Uh, starts uh, walking downstairs. <laughs> See, I told you these guys they uh, they're all predictable, you know. Just gotta know what to say. Gotta be uh, once you speak the language, everything falls into place. Socrates said that, I think, you know? Socrates. So let's, uh, let's go talk to Mr. Haywood. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I read. Right. So you like the radio? Like Tracy or like what? Uh, no, it's really more of a news program. All the news. The general goings on. Things going on in the world. Ah, so like big things, huh? Uh, whenever I can. Ah, then you're lucky. You should talk to me then. You should stick with me. I'm a big thing. Come on, let's go. I'm a big man. Well, if you can man. give me the scoops, I'll certainly stick with you. Put my big boy pants on. Uh, so the door is uh, closed. Well, what do you do? I turn the handle. <laughs> you turn the handle and just uh, open it up? All right. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to die. Great. Well, <laughs> I'll just roll up. I'll roll up a waiter or something. Uh, It'll be okay. As you start open, opening the door up, uh, you see someone just like stop the door and just uh, uh, peek, peek through the little uh, opening you made. What? Who? Who are you? What do you want? Hey, is like, Haywood in there? That that would be me. Yeah, Haywood. One would think you would recognize a friend. All right, it's Primo from the New York outfit. <laughs> uh, right. I owe you money, don't I? Yeah. I mean, well, you owe us a lot of stuff, but like, why don't you open up the door? And you talk to my friend Reggie, okay? Uh, I'd, I'd ra- I'd much rather not, but, like, I'm, ha- I'm happy to talk. Haywood? Well, yeah, uh, the first thing I gotta wonder is, what's going on with the, uh, the dame down there that's at the, uh, accident back? Oh, oh, yes, the police chief, uh, told me, uh, it would, uh, appear that, uh, my, uh, that my, uh, wife has been murdered, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's... Oh, your wife, you say? Yes. This is a very uh, interesting reaction for your wife to be dead. Yes. Well, you know, people grieve in their own ways. It's quite hard to... It's been uh, a minute. Yes, well, you know. So, real quick, Haywood, let's just follow this, you know, this this scenario. So, what do you think happened with your wife? Well, you know, Primo's having a great time. I'm not. You're not the only one I owe money to, but uh, uh yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I I don't really want to answer any more questions. So he uh, snaps his fingers, and uh, you hear uh, footsteps uh, coming from his room. Two rather large men, and in like uh, butler outfits, uh, come out. They will show show you the way. He downstairs. How large? Uh, like six feet, or one guy's like six feet eight, the other's like five, twelve, <laughs> or five. That's that's six feet. Five, twelve. <laughs> My God, he's slightly above average. 
Primo's only average height. Ah! Primo looks to Reggie and he says, Hey, Reggie, you uh, you got any more questions for Mr. Hayward? Well, I, I have plenty more questions, but it seems he doesn't really want to answer them. But I, I'll tell you this, Mr. Hayward. I, I'll tell you this. If I don't get any kind of answers right now, it doesn't look very good for you. And this kind of thing reported probably won't turn out well. Hear that? Not going to turn yes, out well. well, all I got to say is I've been upstairs the whole day, and uh, my wife is uh, downstairs, so... Dead. I Dead, yeah. So uh, unless you want to say hey, I can uh, teleport from room to room, I don't think I did it, so... Uh... Ta-ta. Well, well, I can agree. You probably didn't do it. That's not to say that you didn't have a hand in it. Why, Reg, Reg, Reg. Okay, all right, Mr. Hayward, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be back. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to try to escort uh, Reggie away. Reggie, uh, listen, listen. Um, you could take some lessons from me in subtlety. If you couldn't if you're gonna accuse a man of having something to do with his wife's murder, one best is not to do it in front of two jamokes that look like they eat Charles Atlas for breakfast, and two, uh, don't just say it unless you're armed. Holy shit, are you armed, Reggie? Well, uh, uh no, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm just a little uh, forthright when trying to get to the. That was stupid. You always be armed at these kind of parties. All right, I saw some freaky fucking Ruski like playing, you know, like checkers or something over the body. Let's go have some. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, let's go check that out. Playing checkers? What? <laughs> I don't know. Last I heard, you don't play checkers with glasses. So uh, Primo's gonna head back down to a uh, body, which I, I I'm assuming um, yeah. Doctor Jet's still around. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm floating around, but the the police have obviously been dissuading me from taking a closer look. So. Well, here's the thing, because uh, <coughs> right now, the Chief's really the only one. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Only one, so, like, he, the body is kind of un- unattended right now. If uh, Dr. Jack isn't by the body, Primo's going to go and try to find him. I uh, mean, yeah, if where, the, if the uh, police chief left, then I was I would definitely go back and keep trying to search for clues. Yeah, so without... So, like, the moment he, like, gone from there, you just completely disobey what he told you and start mm-hmm. uh, looking for clues around the body. Uh, I'm going to have you make another spot hidden check. And uh, I say spot hidden and, or, or medicine check to, like, uh, learn stuff about the body. My uh, medicine is a one, so I'm going to continue going with spot hidden. <laughs> Even worse this time, 86. Digging through the body and... And, like, uh, what you're noticing is that, like, the way her bo- body is gouged, it's it's strange, right? Like, at first glance, it looks like someone took a weapon to her back, but uh, the way the uh, flesh plays out, it's, uh, it's as if something came from inside. You find in her hand a blood... Uh, her hand, and, like, it's in rigor mortis, so, like, it's, like, really tightly gripped. A blood. That was a quick answer to rigor. Look, I don't. I I, I am not a paramedic, okay, Keenan. <laughs> in, in in her hand, you find us a rattle, uh, as if belonging to a baby. I don't fucking like that. That's Keenan speaking. I don't fucking like that at all. <laughs> can I? 
do I notice that like maybe her stomach was a little bit far along in a pregnancy or something? Like there's a baby bump? No. No. No, not not like a baby bump, no. Well, okay. All right. Thank you, Chad. I thought we were we were really starting. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. The other thing is would is there like a trail of blood leading anywhere? You know what? Yeah, there there is a trail of blood, but it only goes out a few uh, feet towards the window and then and then stops. And like this window is on uh, pretty high up, so mm-hmm. like a person can't really jump down from there. So it goes up to the window and then nowhere. So let's say, can I look out the window on maybe the wall of the building and see if there's any any stuff going on there? Yeah. So the problem that occurs is like the window is like seven feet up. It's or no, oh, not God seven. damn, like ten ten feet up, and uh, uh-huh. so you can't really look over because you ain't tall enough nobody is but the trail itself does lead up the wall to the window the trail is stop on the ground it stops on the ground okay well at this point i'm assuming they would make it back yeah so uh uh, what do you guys do now that you're uh back i'm gonna attempt to spot hidden on the body primo knows something about corpses does he know anything about rattles very little all right uh, roll for spot hidden. My spot hidden is twenty. I rolled a forty nine. <laughs> How is it twenty? I thought it was a minimum of twenty five. It is I a minimum of twenty five. Okay. Yeah. It's twenty five. <laughs> I don't know that. Well All right. luckily for me, twenty five is still below forty nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright. So so, so um, would you like to uh, put? Would you like to push push your roll or use luck or just uh, uh, leave that as is? So luck means I automatically win, or I have to add points to it. That's a lot. Uh, to you add. take points from your luck to add to it. Yeah. Oh, I, I have like a lot of luck. Yeah. So. It would be a lot. That's twenty four. A lot of luck. Yep. That's a lot of luck. So I'm I'm. Not gonna push anything. But you know what? I'm, yeah, no, not gonna push it. It's uh, it's not worth it. Uh, you you were saying something, Reginald? Uh, yeah. So Reginald's going to to actually uh approach the the doctor uh that he saw earlier examining the body. Uh, hey there. Uh, you seem like a fine gent. Oh, I should hope so. <laughs> I was wondering. Uh, you were examining the body. Anything interesting that you found? Yes. Uh, this quote unquote axe wound in back looks like. It came from inside the body. Hold also, up there. Primo was standing there, was there next a, to him. Uh, says, what, what do you mean? There ain't no axes in the body. If you look at wound, the body did not cave in. It caved out. You're saying her spine axed its way out or something? Maybe not spine. Maybe something inside her. Reggie leans um, over. Sorry, uh, Primo leans <laughs> over to Reggie, Reggie and says, Hey, Reggie. You, uh, maybe this doctor guy wasn't the best, you know, like, lead. <laughs> he takes a sip of vodka. A very large <laughs> sip of vodka. He's drinking grain alcohol. Uh, potatoes are not a grain. Um, so, so uh, Reginald's going to actually try and take a really good hard look at the body because what he said doesn't seem to make any sense and he's going to try and make some sense of it or see anything that he might be able to see. So I guess that'd be a uh, spot hidden for him. It's going to be 80. 
um, off of the <laughs> <laughs> off of the the seventy that uh, uh, that his spot hidden is. Oh man, um, what? Oh wow! I think I, I think Reginald's going to go ahead and and drop ten luck on it. Uh, also note that like uh, you can also like uh, try to push your roll, which is uh, which basically means you roll again and. Uh, if you fail, that counts as a fumble, which is basically the equivalent of a crit fail. A crit fail, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Or, but, you know, if you succeed, uh, it's as if you succeeded the roll. It's like a um, double or nothing actually, kind of thing. Yeah. Actually, fair enough. Like, in in this particular case, that probably would be a little better. All right. So so we'll, we'll just push then. Uh, 16. All right. That is a huge success. You're look, looking through the body, and you see something wriggling uh you take a closer look it's a maggot um uh hey doctor i i I don't know if i caught your name but um i think you might have missed this i'm gonna go over pull out my my glasses again and put them on and take like a pair of tweezers or like forceps and, and pick up the maggot and inspect it real close you've never seen a species like this before it's quite strange interesting Primo's like over their shoulders. I've seen something like that. Yeah, you drop them out in like, you know, the Hudson. You see lots of that kind of stuff. But like most maggots you've seen are like uh, only like uh, like maybe a centimeter at most. Uh, even smaller then. But this this is like a good three inches. Uh, like you didn't like uh, Gint didn't see it earlier because it was like just kind of under the flesh but like now it's like sort of uh like now it was like kind of moving around and like uh that that's how uh, uh reginald uh saw so so i'm gonna attempt to pry the women's or the woman's hand open and take the rattle out of it all right you pry the hand open and you uh see that along with the rattle there is a note it says who is a compressor? It says a compressor. Who is a compressor? Who is a compressor? On the back, you see like uh, text, like from a book. It uh, really just uh, says uh, uh, smaller and lax, but that's really it. Smaller and lax. So hmm, this is weird. I am a professor. I would have read a lot of books in my life. Would that fall under library use or art and craft? Library use. What? You weren't making the book. The book. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It's still an art. Hey, Primo's cut out a lot of, like, you know, words from magazines. Can he, yeah, like... No, I, w- I would say that's library use. Okay. So I'm going to try to make a library use roll to see if I recognize what book this might be from. Alrighty. I got a twenty-eight, and my skill is a fifty. You you recognize the text? Like small, small and lax is not the only thing there. It's just the most relevant. But but you realize from the font and the page number and the little thing at the bottom, it or a little blurb at the bottom. It's from an encyclopedia. Uh. And like a very common one that like people like to, the layman likes to buy. So it's not like 
uh, some special library. It's uh, uh, something you could find in anybody's like little personal library. Like maybe Mr. Hayward's? Could be. Could be. Do I know where Mr. Hayward's library would be? Uh, yes, you do. Because, uh, you know, you've been about in parties. So, like, the library would be looking at the map I made here. Yeah, so from the room you're in, it would uh be, you would go south, then uh, west, uh, pa- past a lobby and a bar lounge, uh, and uh, uh, south again, and you'd you'd come across the... At this point, I don't know what the other guys want to do. What's a compressor? But I recognize book we may be finding the library. Wow, you saw professor, huh? Get this, Reggie. The books could have been a library. Well, I suppose that's the place to be. Because it could have been made of paper too, Doc? I don't understand. What book is not made of paper? Let's let's just go to a, let's just angle to the library, alright? <laughs> alright, you make you make your way through the crowd, but uh you can overhear uh the police chief telling everyone you can't leave. You're all witnesses. I need to ask you questions, uh, because like the way you're going, it uh, uh, has you pass or like uh, has you like by the entrance, and then you take or go west. So, so as you go down, uh, and uh, uh, f- go into the library, you see papers strewn all over the ground, mostly newspapers, uh, just uh, strewn, and uh, f- and a few books, uh, scattered about. Round two, and one at the desk. What do you say, uh, scattered around, like, signs of the struggle scattered around, or just, like, messy? Just, like, messy, like someone is, like, oh, reading through and just tossing it, tossing it to the side. I would like to make a, a search for this book. I say roll library use. Okay. While he's doing that, Primo, very nonchalant. Looks at a few books, tosses a pa- like a page here and there. He's not actually looking, but he wants to be made to see like he's looking. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So and Primo, you you were just glancing around and you're just seeing like, uh, she's she was trying to look for a person and like the compressor doesn't really come up anywhere. You know, obituaries, surveys, uh. And stuff like that. Just anywhere that oh, would mention. Primo's not he, looking that hard. He's not. Yeah. He's he's literally glancing at books <laughs> and just going, "Okay, mm, yeah, library, books, paper, pen." <laughs> get desk. Get, uh, what what did you uh, get on your library use? I got a sixty-eight, but I would like to push my luck. Okay. Pushing his luck for fucking good. So I'm gonna roll again. Uh, l- luck is different from a. Uh, pushing a roll but yeah oh i'd like to push my roll yep i got a 19 so okay that is well within that's even within my like half yeah you know extreme success yeah okay so so like initially it's like yeah no she's like looking for a person but then uh you you see that like there are more books and they're all like encyclopedias, and uh, you see like notes written on it, like, like, uh, not, and like you see certain animals, like uh, snakes, not this, flatworms, not this, but you get to a get to the page that uh, that actually caught caught her interest. Ampulex compressor, 
also known as the jewel wasp or emerald cockroach. This particular creature is known for or, uh, laying eggs inside its uh, its host and uh, injecting a complex series of chemicals that uh, uh, makes the host docile. It then drags said host into dark hole and uh, covers it up. In about two to three days, the host is eaten alive by the newly hatching larva. We must go find the body. The body? We know where the body is. It's at the staircase. I don't know if the body is still there. Okay. Why? <laughs> no time. Read this, and then I just leave. <laughs> and I hand him the, the page I hand with a compressor on it. Instantly to Reggie. <laughs> So, so Reginald will, will read the page. Same information, I suppose. Um, well, uh, that doesn't sound pleasant at all. <laughs> I'm still not sure what exactly he wants with the body, but maybe we should go find out. All right, let's go. Is the body still there? Mm. The body's still there, but there's less of it. <laughs> and uh, the ma- the magan that you saw is not there anymore. Uh, hey, uh, do I see I, a slime trail of the maggot oh. walking away or anything? You do see a slime trail, and it is uh, going, yeah, it is leading uh, east to the uh, drawing room. Uh, I will follow the trail. All right. Primo just says, he's looking look at the body, which is, he's kind of distracted by, like, the decomposed, like, how there's less of it. And he just goes, okay, like, the old terms weren't that bad, or am I just, you know, imagining something? <laughs> some some <laughs> bad sushi. <laughs> Alright, so, um, at this point, I think I'm going to take out my, my little lantern that runs off of nuclear power, just to shine a light on the, the snail trail. Assuming that would make it kind of more reflective so I can follow it easier. And then I would go to the drawing room and figure out what I see. For a guy who doesn't say a lot, he sure moves around a bunch. (laughs) Alright, you enter the drawing room and the lights are off. And you see a person. He's just sitting there. uh, And just letting the... uh, uh, Letting the, the little larger larvae uh, crawl crawl up onto him. Is there a light switch nearby? There is. I would like to turn it on. You turn it on, and what you see is ghastly. Well, I hope you're enjoying it so far. Uh, I don't know exactly where Chowder's putting the break at this point, but however creepy the episode is so far, just trust me, it's gonna get creepier. I laughed out loud so many times uh, listening to the to the earlier cuts of this episode. Uh, I want to give a big thanks to to uh, everyone guessing on this episode. Microphones and monsters, especially, have been uh, great friends in the in the space doing the pods work out there. And I hope that you'll give them a a, a little a little look see as well. Uh, but this is going to be uh, a seasonal update really quickly. Uh, we're going to be posting this information in our Discord server as well as on DicePopuli.com. But I'm just going to run down 
all the stuff that we've been trying to cover in the scope of a season. So again, for those who might just be joining or not super familiar with it, we just wrapped our first community season, which is along the lines of like, you know, a season in a game like Fortnite or Destiny, where for three months we tried to do a lot of stuff along a single theme we're, you know, a small group of folks, so we do our best. Uh, we just are now concluding our inaugural season of The Jerrys. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, you are most certainly familiar. Uh, well, if you're a Dice Populi fan listening to this episode, you're most certainly familiar with the beloved undead uh, pirate that is a part of our group. Uh, and it is also the name of the moderator bot that we have in our Discord uh, and as we were finding our footing, we thought, what better to name the season than Jerry? But now, with our sea legs underneath us, uh, let's wrap that up. Season of the Jerrys, we had a community goal um, to get an additional 500 listeners to the podcast. A little ambitious for a group of our size. Uh, we came a little short. We peaked over 300 new listens that I can confirm. The number might be a little bit higher, but I know for a fact there were at least 300 new people coming on board. So for those sharing the show, thank you so much. Unfortunately, that does mean that we won't be getting the Jerry-themed merchandise right away, but I'll circle back to that idea in just a little bit. Another seasonal thing that we've been doing is since launching a Patreon, uh, we are committing a portion of our profits to charity. And for Season of the Jerry's, that charity was Able Gamers, which is a group uh, dedicated to providing accessibility options and needs so that everybody can enjoy gaming no matter what their circumstance may be. Uh, and uh, we have amassed about $56 that we are going to be putting straight towards uh, that charity. So thank you to everybody who has uh, contributed contributed to us and by extension to able gamers uh lastly um using our seasonal tracking bot uge in the discord server we have a seasonal victor for season of the jerry's and this will be no surprise to folks that are part of that community uh dreamy ray uh plushy ray princess plushy rachel sanrelis wins the discord season of the jerry's by a mile uge tracks uh contribution and activity in the discord and uh, she has really made that place her, her own home and has been an absolute delight the entire way. So uh, we're going to be partnering with, uh, with them to make sure that they get a, a giveaway. Uh, we don't just want to like g- give away things that we think are cool, but we're going to use money from the Patreon to, uh, to give these awards at the end of each season for those who really stand out in the community. So congratulations. We will be partnering with you individually to make sure you get your prize. Now that begs the question, Jerry is out, what's in? Well, to repeat myself with our sea legs under us, we're going to sort of go into the territory we're familiar with, looking at the arc of Dicey Waters. We are going to be launching into the season of the Pirates. So season of the Pirates is going to last now until our next fifth Wednesday episode, which should be about three months from now. And uh, let me just go over what that's going to mean and what kind of changes we are bringing to the table. First, let's start with the community goal. We would like to hit 50 total patrons. We're already around 25 on our Patreon. Uh, and if you uh, ever want to refer someone to our Patreon, you can send them to DicePopuli.com. There's a link right there. But uh, we would like to hit a total of 50 patrons by the end of the Season of the Pirates. Uh, and if we hit that number, uh, I will produce and release the fourth volume of the Dice uh, Dicey Waters uh, soundtrack, which will be the music for Matt's Adventure, A Second Chance. 
that is some of the most fun I had composing. Matt described the core melody of Arianor as melancholy Skyrim, and I think that was dead on. Um, but I did also did have a lot of fun with some detail. I got to do a Q&A on music one of these days. But the Volume 4 soundtrack is on the docket. If we can hit a total of 50 patrons, and remember, there's like a $2 a month chip jar thing, uh, even if you just want to, you know, help juice those numbers. But uh, if we can hit 50 patrons this season, we'll put out a new soundtrack. So we'll do our part. We certainly hope that uh, if you think it's worth the investment, that you'll recommend it to others. Now, what is that investment? Let's talk our Patreon. So for the season of the Pirates, 20% of our profits are going to be donated to a new therapy. Uh, Given the surge of anti-Asian hostility in the United States lately, um, we have selected to donate to the AAPI Journalist Therapy and Relief Fund, AAPI being Asian American Pacific Islanders. Uh, So that is a fund that uh, essentially supports... uh, journalists with an AAPI background that have to deal with these kinds of attacks and hostility and make sure that they have the resources they need uh, to to continue on healthily. So uh, 20% of all the Patreon money that we get over the next three months is going to head to uh, that therapy. And that comes after the Patreon fees. It's the money that we get that we'll be donating. Um as far as how we used our uh, funds from last season, we had a total of about, uh, just for transparency, so you guys can see what's going on, after all the uh, the Patreon fees, we had about $221 in revenue. Thank you so much. Uh, the $56 of that is going to Able Gamers. 65 of that is going to hosting costs. The remainder is going to be used for um, things like outreach paying taxes, and some other projects that we've got, and, you know, the rewards for people who win our seasonal outings. Um, If you do join the Patreon, though, aside from knowing where the money goes, a couple things. One, Entrenched is our bonus campaign. Uh, Tomorrow, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, tomorrow will be the release of the third episode. Ryan has a bonus campaign set in the world of Eberron using the Quest TTRPG system where we all play different characters and Ryan runs the show. It is a very different beast. It has its own tone and music. Pat has done a great job editing it and putting it together. Uh, I think it's really something special. Uh, Ryan braved the waters by doing it came in the night so early on before we knew really what we were doing. And now he's getting a chance to really shine and it shines. It feels so tangibly like another great thing. Um, so Entrenched has three episodes up, and we'll be releasing those monthly. There are multiple bonus episodes available as well, and we'll be dropping some some blooper content in there uh, this week. A little behind schedule, but that'll be in there as well. So joining the Patreon allows us to do these kinds of things and make this extra content for you. If you join at the $5 level, you will get the Entrenched campaign, as well as knowing that your money is going to a good cause and to buy Rachel stuff. So for... Other aspects of our community and updates. Uh, our Discord is uh, pretty active. Uh, we got some more folks popping in there. Seems like almost every day, every week. Uh, so, just a couple quick updates here. Uh, we want to. Uh, we have adjusted. We are going to adjust the roles of Patreon subscribers who link to their Discord because right now they get either a yellow or an orange. But that kind of takes away from the fun of the color of seeing their lifetime ranks. If you just message in the Discord, you have a lifetime experience that builds up, and you get assigned cool roles based on that. And 
Honestly, I feel like we've been missing the color. So after asking our patrons, we're going to be taking away the orange and yellow to uh, make sure that people have uh, their lifetime work in the server shown. Um, and we'll be listening to feedback and making adjustments on the fly, but for now, just an aesthetic change that we think will be nice. Uh, we have added a new role for people who reached level 30. We are now into the roles that reflect It Came in the Night, so there is a Beast Hunter role that Rachel has acquired, and uh, that has sort of a lightish red color to it, and uh, that will be sort of red to match the theme uh, the art for It Came in the Night. Uh, we're going to be adding a new piratey emoji. We'll probably partner with some of our more artistic members of the community. Uh, something that we're going to keep for this season and probably remove after. Um, eventually, we'll have to make changes to our whole emoji situation, but for now, we're just going to give you a fun new pirate emoji. Otherwise, uh, two big things. We are going to continue bi-weekly live listen sessions. So whenever we come out with a new episode, we typically get together with the community. Sometimes us cast members can make it. Sometimes we cannot. But there is a group listen party where everybody uh, listens to the track together and have some really fun discussions. I've been a part of two of them, and they are a blast. We also want to get back to sort of why we started the server to begin with. It wasn't meant to be this community thing. Ryan just wanted to host a few game nights. So what we're going to commit to is at least once a month, we are going to have a uh, cast member hosted game night or movie night. We'll be sure to take polls. Each cast member may have their own ideas. But that means at least three times a month, we are going to have group activities fostered by us to try to keep that Discord a lively place. So if you haven't joined up, even if you don't want to talk all the time, that is fine. If you do, that's also fine. But we're doing our best to make sure it's a place for everybody who wants to hang out, talk about Dice Populi, and just be nerds together. Another big thing that I would like to mention is we've had a lot of questions about merch, and we have developed a strategy for how we'd like to handle it. Uh, this is going to be put in place over the course of this season, and by the end, we will have some stuff live. That is our goal. We will see if we can stick to that as well as we hope. But here's the plan. Essentially, we want to have five sort of evergreen products uh, that are going to be available via like a dropship company where we don't have to put up a lot of upfront money. But basic things like stickers, mugs, if we can, dice bags? Look at kind of the options we have for what kind of small uh, knickknacks you can use to show stuff off. Maybe window stickers, I don't know. Um, otherwise, we are also going to try to have one limited run project each season after this where we partner actually with uh, community members, people that might be a little bit smaller in scale. But, I mean, we've had some great partners. Like, I've gotten some custom dice and things like that uh, from folks in the TTRPG space. Uh, and we're looking at designing a product with the community, taking orders over the course of the season, and partnering, again, with a community product developer to make it and then fulfill the orders at the end of the season. And each one of those will be a special one-and-done, get them while they last, and uh, we'll probably never make them again. That's currently the plan. So we are going to work with the community to figure out what you guys want to see, uh, but that's the idea. Five small things that you can buy, kind of whatever, and then one big special thing each season if it tickles your fancy. Um, 
But I think that's that's about all the big stuff. Yeah, so the Patreon stuff, Entrenched is swinging. We want to get 50 patrons if we can. Discord, we've got uh, the slight adjustments to the roles and more community activities. We've got merch plans that we're going to roll out over the next few months. As far as the future plans, Locked and Loaded has several more episodes left, so buckle up for a couple more months of Pat's piratey, uh, stinky adventure. And after Locked and Loaded, we are going to take a slight break from normal programming and release an episode or two of Entrenched into the main feed. At that point, we'll have several more episodes of Entrenched out, but this will give folks that haven't checked out the Patreon a little taste of of, uh, what goodness they could be getting. And after those air, we're going to return with an above-board run by me. I have not planned it, and I'm terrified, uh, and move into Chowder's Adventure, which he is planning, and I'm not terrified. I'm so excited for it. Uh, and then at the end of the season, we'll talk about who our winner is, how much we raised for the AAPI Journalist Therapy Relief Fund, uh, and whether we met our seasonal goal of 50 patrons. That was a lot of talking, and thank you so much for listening through it, if you did. I know usually these are a lot more flavorful with multiple people in them, but, uh, let me get out of the way and let you get back to Hayward's soiree. Thank you to everybody who's listening, sharing, everything and thank you so much to chowder for putting this together big props he came up with the idea and offered to edit it all on his own just completely his craft start to finish bravo i'll let you get back to it i've been colin and i'll see you uh next week with another episode of uh dicey waters locked and loaded back to hayward soiree The head turns to you. The man's head is just holes and a half-eaten eye, and Ooh. just uh, and uh, just and just like a mass of just wriggling maggots, and uh, it, uh, uh. it it takes it takes the larva uh, and like uh, uh starts uh, hol- holding it close and just uh, backing away from you. And uh, I want you to all, all uh, ro- roll for insanity real quick. Real or quick. Roll. So it's a corpse that's holding the larva, yes? Well, it's a body with missing eyeballs. Well, what's hanging? Um, so wait, Might not be a corpse. What do I roll for insanity? Do I roll the percentile? Right? It's the percentile and you have to get under your power or your, your insanity, right? Uh, under yeah. your sanity, yep. Under sanity, okay. Uh, twenty-four, which is definitely under my sanity, thankfully. I got a sixty-four, which is over my sanity. I got a ten, which is under my sanity. All right, so those of you who succeed, you take uh, on you take uh, only uh, two points of sanity loss, and uh, get you take uh. A one d eight of sanity. Um, as soon that's an eight. That sucks. Um, as soon as uh, Primo sees that and recovers from the shock, uh, he's gonna draw his revolver and fire. Yeah, you you just hit that thing because it's not exactly uh, because uh, like you know it's a firearm and it's just it pretty in range and easy target. Yeah, roll damage. Uh, so you fire a shot and it hits. And it hits its shoulder, and it uh, 
and it opens up a wound, revealing a couple more uh, larvae, larvae, and about the same size as the larvae it's holding. And it uh, it starts to uh, run to the piano to a piano in the back. Uh, keep in mind when combat happens, it's uh, it's really just uh, first come first serve, baby. Right. So what I would like to do is. Is there anything wooden or like made of paper in this room that I can easily grab? Uh, yes. Uh, there's some papers on a, a small copy table. Okay. Uh, I want to take those, kind of roll them up and stick them in my flask and light it on fire using my lighter. Whoa. All right. And uh, does it? You can still attack. Does yeah. it? Yeah, I just want to like kind of move towards it, holding the fire out in front of me, and see if it reacts to the flame. Wow! It uh, it's got its back turned to you, but it seems to be uh, like uh, trying to move the piano. You hit, and it uh, and it's another shot, and it uh, it this one is to the leg, and it uh, fall falls over, but not before dragging the piano, oh, uh, along with it to. Uh, sort of show or to show like the rug, rug, rug under the piano. Man, this thing's really confused about what it is, huh? I fire again. All right, uh, and so the monster uh, starts to just try to cover the lar- larva with its own body, like 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 sort of like like shield them, shield them. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try to try to like grab the the corpse and lift it up to give Primo a better shot. Would that be like a strength? That would be a fighting maneuver. So you fighting basically maneuver, like okay. a roll, roll percentile for mm-hmm. uh, fighting brawl. For and, brawl. Uh, yeah. And I got to challenge that. I like the way this doctor thinks. Like no hesitation was like, all right, we're, this is what we're doing. I got a 33. Beats my 92, so... Yeah, it's uh, it's wide open. He was gonna, like... If he's wide open, he was just gonna empty, like, the revolver into it. He's still got uh, three more shots. So he's gonna fire all three if he can. Okay. Uh, it is dead now. Uh, but the... Lar- but, like, the maggots and larvae are still writhing around. I wanna pick one up. So, uh, what was that? Any, one, uh, any suggestions, comments, uh, thoughts about the philosophy of death and perhaps afterlife, huh? Because uh, I'll be honest, guys. I don't know. Reggie, you're really calm right now. I don't know how you're staying so calm, Reggie. Reggie, can you tell me, Reggie, why you're so calm, Reggie? Well, I, I can't say that I'm really all that calm, but uh, I, I, I guess uh, it's a good thing that y'all guys handled that. Yeah. I'm going to pick up one of the, the, the larvae and kind of study it. Would that be like a science role? Would that be yeah. a... Yeah, I would say science. Yeah. Hey, Doc, whatever you're doing, better do it fast. He says as he reloads his revolver. I got a 41. My science is 70. All right. So you see that this thing is the larvae of a wasp. Not not the same wasp as what you read in the encyclopedia, but like it, it is like a... has the sim- similarity, similar characteristics to to that of a wasp, thin white, thin waist, two segmented bodies, that kind of stuff. And, uh, and how many are there? 
There are five. Oh god. Okay. Um. Are they small enough to squish? Yes, but it's. Are slight. you gonna squish them? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm still holding one of them, so you can't squish that one, but you can squish the rest of them. All right. So he's just squishing them. Um, if that works, uh, if he's actually gonna look over, he's just gonna slap, try to slap it out of you now. Uh, Doctor just hands like, Don't, st- stop playing with your food, and like st- st- squishes that one. Is not food. Is little baby creature. Do I have to like roll to avoid it? Uh, I don't know. Can I just do brawl? that? I'm like what? Oh wait, are you like opposing uh, like him? His attempt to like. Squish I don't it? want him to to slap it out of my hands. No, I want to keep studying it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you both roll, like, brawl and, uh... Okay. Yes. Yep. P-P-P-P-P-P! <laughs> Oof. Okay, I got a 50. Okay. And, uh, Keenan? I got a 3. Alright, uh... Yeah, so you do slap it out of his hand, and I uh, guess squish yep. You get to squish it? Yep. Sweet. Yeah. Son what of a bitch. What are you doing, huh? What, you, there's a little baby creature. That's what you sound like. You sound like, oh, let me just grab the, the corpse thing, you know? Why don't you go look at the piano or something? This could have been murderer. Now we never the know. The bug was the murderer? You saw body. You saw missing part of body. No, what I'm saying is, sure, I do believe... Okay, Reggie, tiebreaker. Let me run something by you. What do you think <laughs> did this murder? A person with motivations or a bug that's a bug. Well, well, I suppose if you think about it, the uh, the term murder does kind of imply intent. So I, I don't know if I could say that the bug really could have possibly murdered anybody. See, and that's Reggie. Reggie does a radio show. He's a really smart guy. So listen, that means uh, this bug ain't no murderer. You misinterpret intent. Intent not to kill. Intent to eat. I will. I'll point down at the the squished bodies and say, "This eat body. This kill body for food. Do you understand?" No, well, I understand. I really do. I really do. It's good thing you are strong, because you are not smart. And he, then I'm gonna go back to the body. He kind of looks incredulous back at Reggie. He's like, "It, it just you know, I come to this place." To New York, <laughs> and you know, in New York, no one's ever talked. No one, no one has talked to me that since the nuns. More people should. And then I'm gonna <laughs> like lift up the carpet and see what's underneath it. You lift up the carpet to see, uh, see a sort of uh, a cellar, like a door to a cellar. Newsman, do you have camera? Uh, no, 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 no. We're, we're radio. We, we don't really use cameras. Take good notes, and then I'm gonna open the, <laughs> the cellar door. <laughs> All right, you open the cellar door uh, to see a set of stairs going down. Uh, You can see, like, that it's like a wine cellar with, like, what looks like a shelf of bottles. I'm going to take my burning flask and hand it to Primo for a a lantern, and then I'm going to take back my, my radioactive lantern for light and head down. Follow me. You head down, and you see rows and rows of bottles, and you also see, like, a giant, uh, uh, barrels and stuff and uh it's pretty uh dark so make a make a spot hidden ch- check for me real quick does, does my lantern not help us your your lantern does help you so like just roll by, the, just, so roll the d100 twice and take the highest of the two okay 
Are we all rolling? Lowest of the two? Huh? Oh, the lowest of the two, yes. Right, yeah. Connor, are we all rolling or just a bad thing? Uh, you're all rolling. I did not do very well. I got a 65. (laughs) Damn, I'm actually doing that. That's a five. All right. Hey. All right, I end up with a 51 to my skill of 70. Okay. Wow. He do. (laughs) Well, you know, when you're a reporter, you got to see everything. (laughs) Uh, Primo and Reggie, you you see out of the corner of your eye something uh, swooping down. uh, And it uh, tackles... uh, uh, to the ground and you're hearing like buzzing go- going on and it is a big fuck off wasp that you're seeing about the size oh about God. the size of a, of a r- chair basically primo throws the uh uh his little lantern torch thing a little flash flatter <laughs> right at it i'm gonna die <laughs> Yeah. Uh, roll, roll. I would say uh, throw. It'd probably be throw. Yeah, throw. Yeah. I don't know what that stat is. If you one second. It's twenty percent normally. So if you didn't put anything into it, it's it's twenty. And uh, Gint, do you want to uh, dodge or do nothing? Um, I got twenty-two, so I'm gonna use luck, and I'm gonna take three luck so I can you know. That will work out Succeed. pretty well. I will attempt to like uh, roll out of the the grasp of this guy. Like not not really try to push him or anything. Just tuck my arms and legs in and just spin. Okay, okay, and uh, roll dodge for me. So that so that would be. Uh... Don't fail me now. Yeah, I got it. I got a twenty six, but my dodge is twenty five. I'm going to use my luck two points to push that to a success all right you roll out of the way and uh lucky people and uh the and the giant wasp is gonna uh like try try to like get out of the way as well gets a 22 and you got a 19 and yeah so the wasp uh, uh gets hit and is caught on fire uh the the fire illuminates more of the room and and you start to see that there's like uh, uh, five more wasps, same size, uh, sort of like uh, on top of like the large barrels. What looks like wa- or drinking the wine, it seems. Okay. Uh, Primo, real quickly, says, "Oh, were you with him?" Um. The, the, wa- the wasps start uh char- charging in. Yeah, I'm gonna run. Okay. Uh, what do the others do? Reggie's gonna try and and scoop up uh, one of the bottles and and chuck it at one of the wasps. Uh, make a throw and then a yeah, make a throw against. Um, I get a forty-one. Oh, should we be rolling sanity again after seeing these? Yes. Uh, yes. Thank okay. you for reminding me that mm-hmm. the wasp the wasp beats you. With, so what happens now is the wasp uh, uses its stinger and like. Uh, and it's not like a big stinger. It's actually very thin, almost like needle-like. Oh, no. And, uh, oh, no. and uh, stabs you. I want you to roll luck. Uh, 73. Not good. Not good indeed. All right. So you take uh, 1d6 of damage. No, that's not d6. D4 of damage. Yep. Primo sees Reggie get hurt, and he's going to fire at that wasp. All right. I got uh, you, Reggie. Three damage. Okay. Has it been an hour since the police chief said they were calling the police? It has been about uh, 
50 minutes or so. Oh my lord, we've done Things so are much. the police. You fire at the wasp and you do, uh, you do, uh... While they're fighting, I'm, like, running back to the main area. That's a three and he's in plus two, so that's five. It's, uh, taken damage and it's, uh, gotten off, uh, and it's, uh, gotten off Reginald. And, uh... Reggie, let's ankle! I'm guessing you mean run. That is. Oh, well, was a common expression at the time. <laughs> Not what I'm familiar with. 73 on your luck, and you, and you, that means you failed, right? Uh, I, wa- I want to send you a quick message. Uh, so, message sent, and, uh, what do you guys want to do now? Yes, Primo is Primo wanted to save Reggie, but he did not want to save Reggie that much, so he is leaving. Um, uh, like actually, uh, as as uh, Primo is trying to leave, uh, Reggie's actually going to kind of uh, lunge to try and, and grab onto him. Oh no! Oh no! Um, oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so if I try to avoid that, is it a brawl situation or whatever? Uh, that would be dodge. So like. Dodge. He rolls for brawl. You roll for dodge, and uh, depending on uh, what you roll, well, like if he, depending on uh, if he gets a success, or you get a success, that'll affect who wins out in the outcome. Uh, the person with dodge has has the uh, advantage. So, like if you both roll success, it's uh, Primo who gets out of the way. Pass it by five. So I'm um, I success. It's uh, 15 on 25, so I think that's just normal success as well. Normal success. So, yeah, Primo manages to get out of the grasp of uh, Reginald. And uh, Question, did, um, did, Reginald, did, Red, did Reginald look, like, uh, like, angry? Or was he like, oh, like, help me, please, Primo? Or was it, like, nefarious in intent? Um, I, I think it, it may be more apt to say just more of a blank expression. Whoa. Almost zombie-like. Who could say that perhaps a small animal is burning its way through him? All right, so yeah, once he's once he's free, he's gonna he's gonna start running and try to catch up to Doctor Jet. So the the other wasps actually start to uh, uh, land on uh, land on Reginald and start uh, laying their and start laying eggs inside. This gives you the opportunity to escape and <laughs> Reggie, Reggie, go up stuff. the stairs and get out from. Get back into the drawing room. What do you do now? Well, while I close the hatch and then I push the piano over, if I can, over yeah. on top of it. Reggie's just gonna die. <laughs> I, I'm well, sorry, well, no, Dr. Jet. Do you have well, a better idea? Well, here's the thing now, right? Like, they've, they've finished uh, laying their eggs in you and you can still move around. Uh, so, like, and do stuff. And the ba- basic idea is you're working against the group now. And basically, your priorities are defend the hive, def- defend yeah, defend larva, and uh, help help these wasps get more people to like. This is an oof. So, so, so um, I guess priority wise, like number one priority is defense, or number one priority is like number one priority is defense. Secondary priority is get more people, and and base and basically like prevent these two from foiling. Foiling your plans, as it were. Alright, Doc. So, recap. Killer bugs and Reggie's friends with them now, apparently. Underneath there, they already killed Haywood's wife. Um, let's talk to Haywood. How's that sound? I think we need to warn the party guests. 
No, fuck the party gates. Those are a bunch of squares. They even, I'm not even from here. All right, so uh, in walks the police chief, and he's like kind of hunched over. Uh, oh, fuck, no. Remote and, just fires. And like they're, <laughs> well, yeah, and there's like a, uh, like giant welts coming out of his back, and uh, Primo fire. I also open fire. I'm yeah. just, I'm just letting you know, Primo is not. He's just not messing around anymore. Reggie, who is the closest thing he ever knew in this game session, uh, <laughs> like he just needs, like just left, so he's not messing around. He's, he right. fires directly, uh, and he draws his second weapon. He draws his right. Luger, and he's just, he's ready. Yeah. So he's, he's gonna try to dodge. So. Uh, roll firearm real quick. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm also shooting. Oh, don't even need Wait. to roll the other one, but... You know, Wait, you I have passed. a gun? I do have a gun. Okay. Hell yeah! You think a Russian's not gonna have a gun? You know In what? America? <laughs> I love when characters who you don't think are armed are armed. I got an eight. All right. I got so a, that's a, that's a, a hard out of 50. success. All right, uh, both of you roll damage. Do I get anything special for being a hard success? Yeah, you. Yeah, you're right. A hard success. You basically roll max damage on your thing. Oh, okay, ten. All right. Uh, I guess if it's still six, I only got a one plus two, so three. Okay, so altogether you do manage to down uh, the police chief, and like from from his back bursts like uh, three three large uh, larva, larvae. Oh my god. Huge, not like the inch-long thing you saw it for. How big? It, we're talking like the size of a water bottle, basically. So okay. each of them, the size of a water bottle, and they're like uh, uh, cr- uh, crawling towards you right now. I'd start stomping. Stomping. You take this time to start stomping, and we will cut to uh, Reginald, who is in the a basement, traitor. and like the wasps have like. Uh, started to like try to move outside, and they're like uh, pushing against the cellar door. Is there is there any other exit to the cellar that I can see? Yes, there seems to be a sort of uh, chute that in the in the back corner. Um, so so kind of like a, a dumbwaiter kind of thing, or yeah, or it would seem it's like closed. It's it's like a dumb. It looks like a dumbwaiter, but like it's closed. It's like a closed. It's a closed door right now, so you know it's out. You okay. can't see into it yet. Well, I'm I'm gonna go and and try and open that up and investigate further. All right, you open that up and you see, you see that it's actually a secret lift that you, you can take. Wonderful. Um. Well, I guess I will be taking that lift then. Yeah. So you take the <laughs> lift and it leads to the sec, to the second floor, the same floor where you met met Mr. Hayward. You walk out and you are in a hallway. Um. Like same same side, like where Mister Haywoods was. Yeah. Uh, so I'll I'll probably go ahead and and try and and see if I can knock on that door to get somebody to come out. You knock on the door and uh open and it creaks open and you see Mister Hayward uh peek out and then you hear uh and he like opens the door. You're with us then, and like you see now that like Hayward is also like hunched over with like giant welts on his back oh yeah i suppose so <laughs> man he is, he is very like, casual about that i don't know why i expected like some sort of like sloppy like yes <laughs> or just like ah yes here we are how about we go downstairs and murder everyone else <laughs> oh yeah yeah totally <laughs> so i guess it's time for the killing 
<laughs> this just in newsflash party murdered by handsome attractive host all the party guests as hosts and uh well at least well you see uh uh if we control them we can spread even further well that sounds like a fantastic plan just the bee's knees <laughs> so <laughs> so he uh swing so he swings open the doors to to show like just like there's like just bodies or several bodies on the ground owned uh m- much like the same way his wife was and uh and also like uh a bunch of wasps was his was his room always like that yeah man because i'll be honest chowder my first instinct and i and I, I want you to appreciate this when you like sent the like the bodyguards out was to shoot them so like i'm really <laughs> glad i like played along with this at this point after we're done stomping I'm going to run back to, like, the main area and scout out the damages, see how many people are still around, if it's just, like, a bloodbath or what. I'm following. All right. So you go you go out to see that, like, uh, people are r- running about right now, and uh, there are uh, some who are just uh, sort of sta- uh, standing there. And uh, that and that's when you start to see more wafts coming from, uh, Jesus fucking Christ. from the up- upper rooms question is there a yep. fireplace i think we have the same idea right now <laughs> uh let's see you saw a fireplace on your way a uh, to the library it's uh like a room across from the library there was a uh there was a bedroom and uh you uh, a bedroom of sorts and there was like a fireplace in that bedroom yep hey, da, chibi. let's smoke them out yeah uh so we're gonna mm-hmm. make i would say we make a beeline for that but so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go to the library and grab a whole bunch of books and then I'm gonna light them on fire. I'm gonna like fire uh, yeah. my like gun. I'm not, I'm I'm covering him. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, my plan is to to grab a whole bunch of books, light them all on fire, and just start chucking them into random places to light the entire place up. Yeah, I have a lighter, so I'm gonna I'm gonna help him. Like he's gonna just hand- like set random drapes on fire as we're going. <laughs> yeah, like drapes and stuff. We're just we're we're, bur- we're this place is going down. All right, so like uh, Hayward and his bu- butlers have gone down the stairs, and his goons, and like you, and you see like uh, and uh, you see like uh, uh, chefs running down down the hall, and they spot and they spot you. Not the service, and they're tr- and they try to stop you now. I don't know if I want to kill. Like I mean, they're possessed, but like you want to let you really like control them. Capitalism. We're gonna kill them anyway by setting the entire place on fire. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess, uh, yeah, Primo's gonna fire at him. He's, he's honestly, yeah. honestly, Primo's probably upset that anyone would even try to kill him, let alone, like, the, the help. Roll, uh, for firearm? Still good. Uh, 72, so yeah, you shoot, you shoot him, and you deal, or roll for damage. Uh, do you want me to roll for both my guns? Yeah, roll for both your guns. Sweet. <laughs> Running down the hallway, sideways shooting everybody. Uh, one's five, so that's seven, one's four, so that's six. Four and six, yeah. So you you kill uh, the chef, and uh, there's uh, another chef, and he like uh, lunges for all. Do you choose to fight back, dodge, or do nothing? I will dodge. I'm gonna brawl. I forgot I put a lot of points in brawl. I got a forty-seven. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that. So the chef manages to uh, grab Gintz, and uh, uh, the chef manages to grab Gintz and uh, deals one point of damage to you. And uh, what did you get on your... Uh... Oh, I got below 50 something. Alright, so so uh, you you uh, like pistol whip the thing and you deal 
1d4 of damage. Does he get his damage bonus to that? Uh, I'd say no, since you're just kind of improvising a thing instead of using, like, an actual weapon. That's three. All right, you deal three points of damage. Let's uh, cut back to Reginald real quick. What does he do? I guess really Reginald has nowhere else to go, but kind of to, to try and accompany Mr. Hayward. There's nobody else that he really knows of back there, so so I guess he would uh, he would actually go up that way. All right, so there, there's a, but, a butler uh, approaches... Uh, Mr. Hayward and tells them they're they're trying to start a fire and uh, point points towards the uh, uh, to where they are. Mr. Hayward like uh, uh, directs directs you to go there. So so I'll I'll go ahead and, and head out that direction. Um, and uh, I guess also like as as heading out there. Uh, hey hey guys, uh, you know it's it's fine. You don't really have to to. Try and light everything on fire? That's fine. I mean, everything's good here, right? Uh, I'm going to open fire on the guy who's currently on me still. I'm going to uh, see if I can hit him, too. All right. I'm point blank at this point. Does that make it easier for me? I mean, like, he's, like, on you, so, like, right. I'd, I'd say that actually makes it harder for you, because, like, it's not like, you, like, like you're struggling with him right now, so, like... Uh, I'd say you I actually... I feel like it would be pretty easy to just put my gun up directly against him, though, and shoot. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, roll two D100s uh, and take the higher of the two. Okay. Not the higher, the lower. The... I got a zero. Zero. And what wow. did you get for, like... Straight up zero. All right, and what did you get on your D10? Zero. Like, both, all zeros, so that's that's ten, right? Yeah. I got a six. Okay. Six total. So, yeah, I got a six, which is not an extreme success. It's a hard success. Okay, it's a hard so success. just max damage again? Or? Yeah, max damage. Okay, that's a ten. Uh, you shoot him, and he uh, dies. And uh, and uh, what do you do now? You hear footsteps coming down the hall. Behind me or in front of me? Behind you. I'm going to turn around and open fire to try to cover my escape, like suppressing fires. You throw out some suppressing fire, and uh, and uh, from uh, Mr. Hayward and uh, Reginald's perspective, like you, you're like hearing uh, bangs and like uh, and like uh, things beside you, like bases and uh, paintings on a wall are like getting shot, and you and you realize you're under fire. What do you do? Well, I, I guess I guess really, like I, I would end up still having to. To try and, and go out to stop them from setting things on fire. Much much to my own chagrin. Okay. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm going to continue out towards them. Okay. So I say roll for luck. Hey, Pat. If we uh, all go south, I have a plan. Okay. <laughs> uh, 62, which is still a fail. Okay. So uh, a bullet like ricochets off the wall and hits you. Because it's just a ricochet, you just take a, a D4 of damage. Can we see him? Uh, yeah, you see him now. All right. So it's another three damage. I took you under my wing. How much I are you at right now? Uh, wondering. Uh, I have taken six damage so far. Hmm. All right. Uh, Which and like, uh, how much did you have to start with? Uh, total of uh, eleven. So current is five. Okay. Just, just wondering. All right. Oh, you're yep. gonna transform. Gross. <laughs> Gross. I swear. All right. Uh, you have a way a out, Primo and uh, Gintz. So what? What you're gonna do is uh, or or what do you want to do is. Uh, what I'm trying to say. Well, I believe we're trying to get to the library so we can get to the chimney. So I can get, like, fodder to burn. Yeah, okay. so that way we can, um... I'm essentially trying to light the entire mansion on fire. Yeah, we're trying to... my plan. Alright. We're going to light the library because we think that's the best place. 
Uh, you get into the library and, uh, wait, no, didn't you come, aren't you coming from the library though? Like you were getting books and, uh, the, the chimney is in right, the bedroom. I, I just wasn't sure. Right. Yeah. Like the, I wasn't sure at what point the, the chefs had interceded us. Oh yeah. No, yeah. you were, so, yeah, you were out of, okay. you were like right out the library and the, okay. uh, uh hall. yeah, I'm running into that second room to get the chimney to put all my books in, set them on fire and just like start chucking them all over the house as far as i can yeah you know, just so you know which is a just fact. to smoke it out yeah which should weaken uh the wasps if they breathe the uh, uh i don't know what this is not like ram ventilation i mean it's also gonna make it harder for us to breathe but i i'm okay with that who knows people would <laughs> rather die than become a bug yeah <laughs> all right so the bedroom uh aside from the pl- where you came the there's another way out on the left uh, there's uh, another way out on the left side, uh, and uh, Reg- Reginald. By this point, uh, you've uh, you've made it to the room that uh, they're in, and you see you see the other two. Hey guys, how's everything been? It's uh, been all right for me. Uh, things are pretty good. You should just give up and join us. Hey, nuts to you, Reggie. <laughs> um. So, or can I notice anybody else chasing after us, or is it just Reggie at this point? It's just Reggie at this point. He like went ahead. Went ahead further than Hay- Hayward. I'm going to try to grab Reggie and like hold his back to the fire to see if that makes the the larva come to the surface. And if that does, I'm going to try to remove them from his body. If uh, it works, Primo will help. If it doesn't, uh, Primo has some help. Like you see, like wriggling coming out from under his back. Uh, so it, they are reacting to the fire. Question: Does Primo see this? Uh, Primo sees this. Yep. Primo puts back one of his guns and draws his knife. All right. So when he weighs, I started slashing. Yeah, he's basically <laughs> he's he's gonna kind of slash the wrigglings to hopefully you know he's trying to sa- he's trying to save Reggie. Well, for damage because like you still are slashing at the dude. I'm okay right. with that. <laughs> I don't know how Reggie is, but you know I'm okay with that. Um, I'm not sure what I what it, what uh, I don't have a damage written for my knife. What would you put a knife at? Is it uh how big w- would you say the knife is? Is it like a, a medium medium knife, like a kitchen knife, or a, a big old Bowie knife or something? It's more like a kitchen knife. Like this, like this is it's like a knife he's definitely used to kill people, but it's not like this is a knife kind of knife. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's one d four plus two. All right, cool. All right, not for uh, Reggie. Well, I mean, actually, this 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 is probably what Reggie would prefer. That's three plus two five. <laughs> I don't know. If that's good. All bad. right, you you cut. All right, you cut at Reggie, and uh, uh, unfortunately, between the previous damage he's taken and uh, what you've done now, he oh, dies no. out of blood loss. And uh, oh no! And out, and out pops the uh, uh, larvae, and it starts like uh, uh, biting in. T- Biting into you, me? Uh, which which one of us? Yeah, it, it would sound like both of us have a good chance of getting bit. Roll for luck, both of you. Okay. All right, so that's still percentile. Let's see what happens. Yep, I got an eighty-two, which is very much got not eighty-seven. Under my luck. I'm not sure what my luck is. Give me a second. And what are you, both of your lucks? My luck is forty-eight. Okay. Yeah, my eighty-seven. So I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Your luck is eighty-seven. No, you I said roll, you rolled eighty-seven. I rolled yeah. an eighty-seven. And what's yeah, your luck? So if you yeah, it's like forty. So my luck is higher, and he rolled higher. Yeah, so so it's gonna be coming after Primo. I had a plan. I don't know how dying works in this. Is he just like stabilized at zero? Is I he bet. actively dead? No, this is this is called Cthulhu. You die. 
yeah, this is Call of Cthulhu. You just, uh... What the fuck? Got yeah, it's Call and- Cthulhu. You're not supposed to fight things in Call of Cthulhu. We're supposed to run, and every once in a while be like, Don't make me shoot! <laughs> okay, but, like, uh, since your character is uh, dead now, you're gonna take take control of Mr. Hayward. Oh, my okay. God. Ah, great. <laughs> oh, wow. I was gonna try to work some some mad scientist magic on your body, but... <laughs> Don't worry, I have a plan. Me, if you're telling me there's no chance of that working, then I guess I, I won't. Yeah, uh, I'd much rather just give him control of a char- uh, different character. <sighs> That's fine. <laughs> Alright, so as Mr. Hayward, you actually have the ability to, like, call out commands to, like, uh, other, uh, other, like, uh, parasitized people. Infected people. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, wasps can, can give you command via, like, the buzzing sound they make. High-frequency buzzing sound they make. Oh, that's fucking annoying. Nifty. Yeah, so, you're, uh, so, like, right, right now you're hearing from the bu- buzzing to, uh, uh, stop the fire, uh, stop the fires, uh, but first, kill these two, uh, Pest near do wills. Near, they, uh, these wrenches, monkey wrenches here, and like uh, stop them. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess like how many how many parasitized people are in my vicinity? There are two behind you, but like there there are also like uh, uh, people standing around uh, doing nothing. So roll to see how many parasitized people there are. Uh, that is, yeah, there are five like parasitized guests around you and not including the two that are behind me not including the two behind you yep okay well i'll I'll yell over to the the five that are just kind of loafing around you all of you over there uh stop wasting time and go get them and I'll, I'll point out towards the the uh the room where they are they uh hear you and uh start up running towards uh, uh running towards primo and gints and uh uh do you do anything else um no i think i think mr hayward's definitely the more hands-off kind of guy Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the kind to tell people to do his dirty work. I mean, you know, like I'm not gonna micromanage. You're, you know, a simulation man. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, back to Primo. You got a, you got a larvae on you, and uh, the room is, you know, uh, the fire's starting to spread. Uh, so, what do you and Gintz do? Um, I'm gonna try to throw Jack. the larva into the fire. Okay. Uh, uh, I'd say make. Both a throw and a... Which one first? First fight brawl, then throw, yep. Also, Chowder, my name is Gent. Gent? Have I been saying it wrong the whole time? You've been saying Gintz the entire time. I have written down Gintz, and that's what I... Fuck me. Oh, God. So, the fighting brawl works. Let me check my throw. I don't... I doubt it's good. All right. My throw is 20. Let's see what's up. Throw did not work. That's 75 out of... uh, out of do not even i kind of want to push it but like push it i i uh, <laughs> all right let's push it do you it fuck it, let's push it it's it's end game do and it. i have a i have a i have a plan regardless of, of what happens okay that's worse that's an 83 yeah that's not under 20 all right uh so, so you uh, you throw it but uh it, as in your in your flailing it didn't really uh hit the fire and instead just uh Hits the wall, and then you hear it making a screeching sound, and uh, perfect. You start hearing buzzing from outside the windows. Outside? How'd they get outside already? Hey. Well, there are more wasps upstairs, and they can I move through know. windows. Hey, Doc. 
Yeah. What did you say that lantern was made of? Uranium. Uranium burn. It it more explode than burn. Sounds like we got our accelerant, baby. You want me to throw this in the I want fire. you to throw your nuclear lantern into the fire. This is Primo's endgame, baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know that just throwing it in the fire is not going to do anything. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to place it near the fire. I'm going to go towards a window, or if there are any windows near me. Yeah. Are there? Okay, I'm gonna go towards here. the window. I'm gonna elbow it to like break the glass. You have a gun. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna shoot the window to break it. Oh, uh, it's called breaking glass with a gun. Okay. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm gonna throw Primo out of the window. Do you and say I'm throw try... Primo out of the window? We're going outside because okay. this is gonna this is gonna suck. All right, we're I'm gonna throw him out the window. I'm gonna like mount the window with one leg in and one leg out. Shoot the lantern. To, like, make it go explode. And then I'm going to try to, like, duck out of the window at the same time. So right. This is all going to be, like, a pretty wild... Uh, um, Primo's going to, like... Uh, actually, me... We're both going to shoot it. Together. Okay, that's fine. We're having a best friend moment right now. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, my plan with this is, since it's radioactive, if I blow it up, like, I'm, I'm hoping it just, like... Yeah. Yeah. Are we yeah. on the water so by any chance? Yeah, so make boom. so make a firearm check, both of you. Okay. Right before he does, he's like aiming down the sight, and he says, Reggie wanted the big scoop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got 37 a below 50, yes. So I failed mine. So right, I passed. All right, you passed. So you I'm f- pretty sure he didn't accidentally blow me up. <laughs> That'd be rough. <laughs> yeah, you shoot the lantern, and it bursts, and uh, you uh, get... Get out, and, like, you're outside, and you can see, like, the blast, like, uh, come through the window. And it takes, like, a couple of wasps out with the couple of wasps that a were couple? outside the window with a it. A couple? That sentence was it's poorly worded. No, that sentence was poorly worded. What I'm saying is there were two wasps out the window, and it, they died. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. All right. Say, I feel a little cheated here. Uh, so you guys are outside, and let's cut to Mr. Hayward. And uh, so more people. So, like, wasps have, like, started to, like, uh, buzz around and, like, uh, stinging, uh, stinging people. So there are more, uh, uh, people for you to order around now. And, uh, you, and you hear, like, the boom and, like, there, and, like, the fire has started spreading even further now. Um, well, I'll, I'll order a, uh, a bunch of them, uh, that, that may be there, uh, now. Uh, you, uh, go to the cellar. Start helping evacuate. One able administrator. Cool under pressure. <laughs> uh, you, you know he's got some practice some some uh he, he's had some some rough business years he pulled through it yeah, i mean he's got to have a cool head in these my moments. years in the international trade have handled me for just this evacuating by a simulatory predatory hive <laughs> exactly <laughs> also can i get another time check since he supposedly called for backup at this point, I'm not convinced he actually did call for backup. I want to know. Fucking Primo. Oh, God. Let's let's set off a nuke inside his house. <laughs> Fucking Haywood. Let's evacuate the hive. Dr. G. I don't think anyone called the police. <laughs> I'm just curious, okay? <laughs> I'm starting to think no one's coming. What's this party even for? The time check uh, is it is past... The hour and the police haven't come. 
and like, da, da, and, like da, the big twist the, the big final twist and like what basically happened was he got stung and never actually called the police so right yeah so now everything's catching on fire the the building is burning and like you're you're seeing like uh, pe- uh people like carrying like corpses over their shoulders and like the corpses are like oh, excuse me uh you know with full of like maggots and larvae and uh yeah you see like uh uh wasps like uh uh trying uh trying to flee the flames and so with the building burning down and like a uh, group just mi- migrating out what do you what do you decide to do now hey word or us uh, hey, uh you guys okay uh... are we like did we well, what floor were we on? Were we on the first floor? Well, you jumped out the window, right? So we jumped out the window, so we're on the ground now. Yeah, sweet. Um, did the fall hurt? Uh, no, it was on the ground floor. So all right, sweet. Primo's a little bit conflicted because on one hand he wants to mop this up because anything that happened here can potentially threaten New York. But on the other hand, I don't know if you've noticed, but we played our trump card. I have no more radioactive material. So what? Do we just we just leave. Unless you have better idea, can make sure the building burns. I think we've done quite enough to burn building. If they can escape, it is out of our hands. Did you drive only... here? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Did did I get here in a car? What kind of fucking? Do I have cars? Like, are, are are there? Is there a parking lot? Yes, there is a parking lot. It's nineteen thirty. Everyone has a car. I have idea, right. and then I'm gonna go over to all the cars to Hayward's I'm car. To, I'm going to. Not uh, keys. I mean, all every single car. I don't care at this point if we're walking home. I'm going to every single car. I'm going to open all of their gas tanks and like shove flammable material into them and light them on fire. All right, you do that and like as as like uh people are and like as like non-parasitized uh, guests are running over. They see Sucks the car. To suck. Yeah. They uh see the cars uh <laughs> blowing up and they uh their way of their way out is uh gone. And uh <laughs> and uh you have leg use <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Primo, so- for, if any of them like like just stand there incredulously or, or start to argue, Primo just like shoots at their feet. <laughs> Go, come on, aim straight. You are right, so pe- a professional. Yeah, so people start uh, fleeing and uh, are running every which way. Fo- any ones that look like kind of like funny, like maybe they've already been infected, people's gonna wing, and if they like react like they've been possessed, he's gonna just kill them. All right, so as uh. Uh, burning wasps ex- exit the building. Some are, are some are just falling to the ground and uh, burning up, while others are uh, escaping to the nearby forest. And Mister Hayward, so it's time that the uh, the the welts in your back start like bursting open and uh, out pop like uh, newly formed uh, wasps who like fly out, leave- leaving you to die. And and with that, uh, we leave our little one-shot, where the wasps have been foiled, but they're still alive to try this again. Man, I was going to set the forest on fire. <laughs> There's yeah. more to burn, Chowder. You can't stop it. And uh, as Primo and uh, uh, G- Gents... Gents? Wait, say again? <laughs> Gent. Gent. Dr. Jet. Gent. Gent. Like a gentleman, but Gent. only the first part. We'll figure it out. Well, uh, look out into the fire, and they can at least rest assured that at least on this night, the wasps aren't going to be able to 
spread, but uh, now, but now there's they're not sure if the world will believe what they have just seen. If only, if only Reggie survive, he read story. Reggie would know. He what go on saying. news, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna take my second flask of vodka out and start drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I like Call of Cthulhu because it other people try to really specialize in like finding stuff and knowing things and I just make characters like Primo that's like, well he has several weapons and he's very comfortable with violence. <laughs> <laughs>